teams committed to the Wildcats. And I'm not sure those other three where they end up. I know Mississippi State and a couple of Big Ten programs came in. Excuse me. For Jamarian Peterson. And so he actually, even before the summer news broke about a week or two ago, it kind of backed off of, of Arizona. And I think there's a good chance that he ends up at, at one of those schools, potentially Mississippi State uh, is one that I know had been on him heavily. I'm not as sure about Tyrese and Montreal. Trayvon Hargrove, uh, in a positive way, got everybody's attention. Of course, a four-star running back when he committed to Louisiana Tech. Once he kind of blew up, he he held off that commitment. Do the Bulldogs have a chance tomorrow, or does it seem like it's going to be Florida State? It sounds like Katravian's actually going to hold off until February. I talked to him a little bit earlier today, and it sounded like he's, he's going to kind of give it some time. And I think – with how weird this year was for everyone on the recruiting trail, some of these guys really are trying to, to push for that opportunity, the, the extra couple of months to consider some things because of, of just the uncharacteristic way that their recruiting periods have gone. And now we're seeing also some question marks with, uh, with some coaching staff, whether it be at the, the top, like we've seen with a couple of these SEC schools, or just some position coach changes potentially over the winter. And you're seeing some guys really try to press to hold off and see exactly how some of the dust settles over the next couple months. So I certainly would not rule Louisiana Tech out with, with Bull. I, I think they've they've been with him as, as long as anyone. And even when he decommitted, there was still a level of confidence that he could end up staying in Ruston once everything was said and done. Uh, but it looks like a battle with, with Florida State and Michigan State and a few other Power Fives that, that may last until early February. Of the current uncommitted kids in the state, who does LSU end up with tomorrow? I think Mason Smith is certainly the guy that we've heard the most about for the longest time and LSU has been involved with and, and been well-positioned with for a really long time. I'm very interested to see what happens with Brian Thomas, the wide receiver at Walker. I'm not sure if he's decided yet to potentially move a decision up to this week. He, as of the last couple of days, was still playing on February, and it was going to be LSU, Georgia A&M, and, ba- and Bama continuing to battle for him for the next couple months. But uh, I'm, I'm hearing some things maybe changing late in, in his recruiting process. A couple for LSU, also worth keeping an eye on what exactly they do. Jordan Gilbert, the defensive back from U-High that LSU came in on late, he is not planning to make an announcement until January 2nd in, mm. in line with what would have been his All-America Bowl date. Uh, but he's someone that they've really pressed on. And I'm interested to see how some of those January 2nd announcements go anyway because a lot of those guys are trying to sign official paperwork tomorrow and keep it quiet which doesn't really work out particularly no. well in today's day and age and so if that's a route that Jordan decides to go I wouldn't be surprised if, if even if he is trying to wait to announce that whether it be in an LSU or a Mississippi State or an Oklahoma or Bama that that, that news could potentially leak out same sort of situation for Corey Foreman uh, and then Logan Diggs the running back from Rumble that LSU finally offered in the last week he was planning to sign with Notre Dame officially 
this week where he'd been committed to for several months but hold off on a celebration of it until February with his team. That's kind of how Rummel's done things in recent years, like with Coy Moore and company last year. But now there's some talk that he may not sign, and so I'm not sure if LSU necessarily gets great news on Logan Diggs tomorrow in the sense of adding that signature, but if he doesn't sign it with Notre Dame, that might be a really positive sign for him for LSU. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7, now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 99.3 is also brought to you by... O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Courtesy Automotive, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Kirk Joyner Graduate Sales, and Bienville Motors. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Oh yeah, we're back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, little one-week hiatus. We're back. Yeah, for both of us. Don't blame it on me. No, yeah, you know, Lady Texters overtook us last week, but we'll deal with it. We'll get over it. What we won't get over, or maybe what we will get over. Louisiana Tech goes on the road. 52-10 to 10 loss at TCU. Back the, the number one thing that I can draw from that game is uh, got a nice little paycheck and got out of town. Sometimes you got to bring home the bacon, Ben. It's tough. You got to do a little sacrifice in order to get there. I, I, I'm glad it's over. Ben. I, that's, a, that's about all you can. Wasn't say. able to watch the game live because some prior commitments. Doctor Wood didn't call me before he scheduled the game. You got a lot of prior commitments. I'm these a busy days. man, BC. Jacket's looking good on you tonight. Like you. Jacket's looking good my on new you. Jacket's my birthday jacket. Looking good. Thank you. A little chilly out. Love it. But I did watch the game, Ben. It was tough. Even when you're fast-forwarding through commercials, not a lot of positives to draw from the game. And, of course, a detrimental injury to Luke Anthony, who actually, Ben, do you have good news to report about? Yeah, I think that's really, you know, obviously all that, you know, really comes out of this game. And, obviously, it's a negative. Uh, Luke Anthony goes down with a lower leg injury uh, with around two minutes to go in the game. Uh, obviously he's taken off on a stretcher or a cart, you know, whatever, sitting up on the stretcher is what it is. And Coach Holt said on Tuesday at his press conference 
Uh, Anthony underwent surgery on Saturday night. I actually believe that head coach Skip Holt stayed with Mr. Anthony overnight in Dallas. Oh, that was a nice gesture. Yeah, a nice job by the head coach. And uh, all, all signs point towards doctors being pretty optimistic about Luke Anthony being able to return to full health uh, at some point in 2021, whether that's in the spring or into the summer. Uh, but I think it is anticipated at this point uh, he will get an opportunity to compete for the quarterback job once again in 2021. And, you know, the big thing is, and you hate it, you're you're losing 45-10 to 10 when he goes down. I think that's what hurts the most is the game was out of hand. And I, I don't fault the coaches for leaving him in the game. I mean, he was really the only quarterback in the game that was able well, to move the Well, he's the starter the and the backup, man. We got the football so much, it's not like you can say he was the clear starter. No, you can't figure it out. And he goes down, and it was very unfortunate. And when it happened in the moment, um, and you see the the look on his face, the look on Holtz's face, the look on uh, all of his teammates' faces as well, I'm not going to lie to you. It was heartbreaking to see it. like Because we've seen those sorts of injuries. It feels like they've become more common over the years. Yeah, I don't I don't know why that is. I mean, I know social media probably has a, a lot oh, to do does. with that just because you see it over and over again. I got on Fox News on Sunday, and there was there an was. article about Luke. And, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. You know, we expect injuries in this game, and it's, and it's a tough game to be playing. And uh, But when you get one that, that affects the whole team because, because it just looks so bad, and then you're wondering, like, oh, my gosh, how is he ever going to walk again because it looks so like, you know, it's going the wrong direction. Those are the ones that you really feel for the athletes. It seems like there's three or four of those every year in college football and every other sport. But um, best wishes to Luke Anthony and encouraged about the news that he should make a full recovery. Um, so lots to be thankful for in that yeah. situation, but still a tough deal for Luke. Yeah, and you you know, you know talk about the TCU game, obviously a 52-10 to 10 loss, a TCU team that's now 6-4. and four. Bulldogs fall to 5-4 and four, uh, overall and wrap up their regular season here in 2020. Um, like you said, just if it could have gone wrong in that first half, it did go wrong. I think the opening kickoff, Tucson drops the ball. Tech ends up starting at its own four. Uh, the first four or five possessions in that game, Tech started at the four, the six, the eight, the eight, and the 12, I think. And so uh, for the game, I think Tech started eight possessions inside its own 15-yard line. And when you're already outmatched to a degree, uh, having to drive 85 yards nearly every offensive possession – uh, it's going to make things extremely difficult. And the Bulldogs were just unable to get any sort of rhythm offensively. I, I know they get the stop on the goal line early. You get into a 3 nothing game. Aaron Allen comes in at quarterback. His first pass goes through Hebert's hands. Interception. They run it back to, I believe, like the 5 or the 6. It, it just it snowballed and it started rolling downhill, and really there was no way to recover from it. Yeah, that was a pretty tough one to watch. I one of those games you just felt like Tech really never got uh, a lot of momentum, and um, TCU was able to – they had so many big plays down the down the field. Um, Let's see what, this. Quint, is it Quentin Jackson, is that his name? Quentin Johnston. Quentin yeah, Johnson? Dude's a baller. Yeah, he's pretty he good. He could play Tech if he wants. How about this crazy stat? TCU ran 49 plays in the game. They scored 52 points. Ooh, Tech out-snapped uh, them 74 to That's like 1.02 points per play yeah that's pretty good yeah not not too shabby not too shabby so uh, uh i mean i don't know ben i don't know what you and i really expected out of that game uh we, we didn't weren't able to have a show before probably a good thing i was thinking in tech was a three touchdown underdog i was thinking somewhere in the range of i don't know 17 to 24 point loss yeah didn't I, happen th this you know 
two weeks ago, we had a game and Tech kind of surprised us and, and put together a bunch of points. And then this week it seemed like kind of went back to the, the same struggles we were having before. I still don't – still doing the dual quarterback system thing, and I, I, I don't really well, know. Well, it's over with now. It's – Unfortunately. Well, be sensitive. It's too soon. <laughs> Sorry. To be that defensive. It's unfortunate, but it is. So, golly. I mean, who do we even have to play quarterback? Yeah, well, Aaron Allen, backup J.D. Head. There's only two scholarship quarterbacks left on the roster after Weston Elliott announced his intentions to transfer. So, of course, the the good news of the week, Louisiana Tech accepts a bowl invitation, headed back to NOLA, little New Orleans Bowl action. We'll take on the 7-5 and five Georgia Southern football team. Uh, were you jacked up about another bowl berth? I know you're a big bowl guy. Yeah, I mean, I always want another opportunity to play the game. I feel like... I mean, don't quote me here, but uh, I feel like the opponent is, is beatable, you know, and I know that's important for the bowl streak. Hey, listen gotta, to this. Because you got to win. Talking about Georgia Southern, beatable, uh, they're on their third-string quarterback. Wow. Well, second-verse third-stringer, or I guess. Who knows if Aaron Allen was actually the starter <laughs> Nobody or Nobody knows. He was the one-and-a-half-string one quarterback. Yeah, 1A, 1B. No, no, it's a, it'd be fun. I know the guys. It'd be kind of a, a, a dismal end of the season to, to just end again on a game of TCU. Yeah, that and then, sucked. like, you know, you got seniors that are – not going to ever play again, that won another bowl. That would be a terrible way to win. So I'm happy for those guys. I mean, am I, am I the most jacked I've ever been for a bowl game? Probably not, Ben. I, I, I don't know if I Neither could. is New Orleans. Only going to allow 3,000 fans. How about them apples? <laughs> Only well, allow 3,000 fans. I would hope we could even – well, Georgia Southern, I bet, travels. Well, they probably will, but 3,000 fans in the Dome, uh, you might uh, – not only can you social distance, you might can, like – First down distance. Right, I don't I'll, know. I'll 10 say, yards in between I'll say this. Person. I thought I was under the impression that, like, if you can't have any, if you can't have all the fans, I don't even care if you have any, you know. It makes a huge difference. No, it does. There's still some NFL games. The Browns game last night. Browns, Browns were lit. Had, Browns had fans in the stadium, and then I was watching the <laughs> Buffalo game earlier in the day, and it was just, feels like a scrimmage. Yeah. So I'll take 3,000 over nothing, BC. You I'm going? Not, Are you going down there? Yeah, you know, maybe not. Probably going to work. You're all about that post-game show, aren't you? Oh, no doubt about it. No Taves and myself and Mark Kramer bring the heat. Hopefully we get a, another Impact Healthcare Solutions Louisiana Tech post-game call-in show. I want to thank our sponsors here real quick. Uh, First National Bank, Fairway Cart, Dairy Queen, Courtesy Automotive, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Bienville Motors, Ball Four Graduate Sales, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. So, Becky, you look at this Georgia Southern team. And we had their head coach, Chad Lunsford, coming up in the next segment here at 6.15. I guess the most impressive thing to me about Georgia Southern is they've played 12 football games. All right, they like to play football. Good for them. Hey, I've, I've got respect for them as a program. I really do. No, no doubt about it, of course. Um, Beck, I'm going to ask you a question, and I know you don't remember this guy. But back in the day, Georgia Southern was one, and I know Taves remembers this guy. I, there's not a doubt in my mind. Back in the day, Georgia Southern was one of the best Division II programs in the country. Won multiple national championships. And it wasn't this, that long ago, probably 10, 12, 14, 15 years ago. And they had a running back. And what was his oh, name, I Taves? I know where you're going. What was his name? AP. Adrian Peterson. The Georgia other one, Southern? The other oh, the, Adrian the Peterson. The other one, okay. Hey, for a while he had the most rushing Spent yards ever. Spent a little time ever. in Chicago, I believe. Yes, he played in the league. He played in the league. Unbelievable. So. Little little double AP action. Well, I mean, this Ben bowl game skip. Is, I hope he shows up. 
Can he show up? It's only a 10-day break between bowl games. Oh, he can show up. You think? Yeah. Well, flea flicker. It's going to be interesting with, that, with what they do with Aaron Allen because uh, – He's going to play the whole game. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that. But I'm saying you just probably don't want him to get hurt, you know? Probably not. I mean, J.D. had – we got high hopes for J.D. He's young. Needs to eat a cheeseburger. Or two. Yep. Hit the weights a little bit. A little Griff's burger, a little, little extra burger. But I'll tell you this. I'm excited to see him, but not yet. So, Aaron Allen, stay healthy. Let's get through this bowl game. Get Skip another dub, because I'm sure he gets a nice little bonus when he wins a bowl game. Ben can sleep at night. If this streak, if this streak ends, we might not see Ben for a year. <laughs> you might not. Not a single thing posted on the board. Nothing. He hangs his. He walks in the door every single night and hangs his pea coat on the sixth bowl win streak. <laughs> And I got right. a coat hanger. Yeah. I got a coat You got a coat hanger. And your little like uh, fedora. You got a fedora you're hanging on there, too. Like we're in a dead gum barbershop or something. So, so like, first off, the bowl streak. Are you worried? No, the bowl streak matters to me. Uh, duh. Like, sorry it doesn't matter to you. It matters to me, but I don't hang my peacoat on it. Well, neither do I. Some crap you came up with in the last 30 seconds and decided to spit it out on the air. Louisiana Tech, Georgia Southern. It's a 2 o'clock kickoff on ESPN eight days from today, December the 23rd, down in New Orleans. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, Georgia Southern's head coach, Chad Lunsford, will join us coming up in the next segment. At 6.30, Skip Holtz, head coach of the Bulldogs, will join us. How about that, Beck? A little double doozy covering both head coaches tonight. I hope they don't listen to each other. They might. It's a little spicy up in here. We should do a. We should call them and then and then three way uh, skip in and just. You Coach, know, go at it. Coach, go. Y'all go at it. Y'all leave, leave this interview and then leave the chat. Yeah. You know. <laughs> y'all leave this interview for. And back in case you haven't heard, kind of snuck up on us tomorrow, National Signing Day. How about that? I'm taking the day off. You taking the day off? Oh, like have I ever worked on a National Signing Not Day? Not one time ever. No, it ain't happening. Are you it, really taking off? No. 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 I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work a little bit. A little bit, maybe. Let's go ahead and get to our first time out of the evening. We come back. Head coach of Georgia Southern will join us. Chad Lunsford, you're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 99.3 FM. Uncommon. How would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Acme Glass and Mirror, we have so much more. Whether business, home, or auto, we have the glass you're looking for. Replacing glasses painless, like everything we do. The very best in service, always close to you. Acme Glass and Mirror, give us a break and we'll shine through. Hey Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? 
My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to Bimble Motors and Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go dogs. Motors in Arcadia. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTeX. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371 Cart, and go Bulldogs! Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech Sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back to the show, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Haynes, John Taylor joining us on the Fairway Carts hotline. Head coach of the Georgia Southern Eagles, Chad Lunsford. Coach, I know it's a busy time. Thanks for taking some time out for us tonight. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate y'all having us on. We're uh, we're definitely excited about this opportunity, and uh, anytime we can talk about Georgia Southern football, we'd love to. Absolutely. And first thing I want to ask you: obviously, National Signing Day is tomorrow. Um, has it has it kind of snuck up on you guys a little bit with the season uh, ending a little bit later than normal, and you know not having that normal lead in to signing day? And uh, I know you guys are prepared for it, but does it have a little bit of a different feel to it this year? Yeah, I tell you what. I mean, it's it's really different for us um, because um, we we went twelve straight games, and um, you know we didn't we didn't have a bye week. Um, we did have a Thursday night game where we uh, were able to get a couple days and a weekend, but uh, other than that, man, we were we're rocking and rolling in football season, and um, and then you know obviously we played last week and finished up on Saturday, and um, you know and tried to get going to make sure we were squared away for signing day to, uh, tomorrow, uh, but also, too, trying to bowl prep and um, all that type of stuff. So it's, it's definitely been a, a grind and a crunch, but um, we're, we're handling it fine and, and looking forward to a good day tomorrow. And you mentioned a little bit about your team. Uh, obviously, in this crazy year that 2020 is, having the opportunity uh, to play 12 games, I know you're certainly proud of your team uh, in the effort and, and the – discipline that they had throughout the season to get those full 12 games in yeah you know i can't say enough about our guys man they uh i, I tell you you know it, it, it's been a difficult year i mean anytime you don't get an off season with a team and um you know and you gotta i mean there's no playbook for a pandemic um i guess we'll have one after this year but um it, it's just it was crazy we got them here you know we started bringing them back in the summer uh, we had to bring them back in stages, um, you know, in, in, in groups. And so we didn't get them all back until really until you got that, um, I believe it was that July 24th date. And um, and that's when we really got the whole team back together. Um, and we started, you know, going and, and, and trying to be as safe as possible. And, I mean, practices looked different. It was crazy. I mean, we had guys, you know, spread out all over the field and um, just trying to be as safe as possible. But, uh, when it came down to it, you know, our guys just did a really good job of uh, making sure that they kept their bubble, their bubble. 
and uh, it's paid off, you know, for us to be able to get 12 games in, um, you know. So uh, I can't say enough about our guys because they really bought into the plan and really stuck to it. And, and playing 12 straight games, I'm sure that's a first in your coaching career. How, how different was that? Uh, you know, usually you get a bye week at some point during the season to kind of regroup, kind of get some guys refreshed, get some guys back off of injuries. How, how was dealing with that uh, in, in a year like this as well? Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't really ever want to do it again. Uh, 12, 12 straight is tough. And, uh, you know, we we um, we battled. Um, you know, we've had a lot of close games this year. And um, it was just one of those things where, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of resting up for our guys. And, you know, to be honest with you, um, we, we, we were staying pretty healthy. Um until about, you know, until we got about to the Troy-Texas State game and then really after the Army game, uh, that's when we really got beat up. And, um, you know, we're having a lot of guys have to step up and play now. And, um, you know, it's just it's been tough. And um, I know our guys are looking forward to playing this bowl game, but I also know they're going to be looking forward to, uh, you know, getting a little bit of time off for the bodies and all that type of stuff and then, you know, get back in here in January and then get back to work. And I know you guys, like you said, have had a number of injuries, but one of those guys that's been banged up, you know, at least for the last couple of weeks, your quarterback, uh, Shy Words, uh, really been a four-year starter for you guys. Uh, talk a little bit about what he's meant to your program and just how valuable he's been to you guys' success over the years. Well, you know, he's been huge because um, he was the guy that ended up taking over, um, you know, after the initial success in the FBS. And, you know, we had those two down years in 16 and 17. Um, and he's really, you know, helped us climb back up and, um, you know, get us back. You know, this will be our third straight bowl game. Um, and, you know, being a rel- relatively new FBS program, um, you know, being able to be uh, in a bowl uh, three straight years and, and him being a big reason why um, and just how many games he's helped us win and, you know, uh, because of what we do on offense, too, you know, everything starts with him um, because we do run the triple option. And, um, you know, he's he's a threat to throw or run each and every play. You know, so he's been very, uh, uh, very big and instrumental in, in what we've been able to do here. You know, unfortunately, he did get banged up and uh, hasn't been able to play the last couple games. I'm not real sure if he's going to get to play in the bowl either. Um, but, you know, we'll see. But he's, uh, you know, he's a warrior. He's always battled. Uh, I know if he can play, he would. Absolutely. And you talk about running that triple option, and you didn't get the opportunity to have spring practice. I'm sure fall camp was a little bit different as well. And I know he was experienced at the quarterback position, but how how difficult was it to kind of fine-tune that offense and that triple option uh, with not a ton of your normal preparation that you get leading up to a season? Did it take you guys some time to – kind of get flowing offensively it, it did and um you know a lot of a lot of people don't know that um we battled a little bit of covid right before the season started um and we had actually we we had to pause our practices um you know about a week uh a couple of weeks before the first game and we actually had no offensive linemen for for you know um probably about 10 days um, and so then when we got in the week preparation, we got our offensive linemen back. Um, and I think that kind of hurt us a little bit. But I will say this, because we did have experience uh, on the O-line, we had experience at quarterback and running back and at receiver, 
um, the guys were able to come right back at it and go at it. But, again, it was a little bit slow going, and, um, you know, I don't think we really produced like we wanted to on offense this year like we thought we could have. Looking at the defensive side of the football, Coach Holtz just raved about um, not only the scheme and the different things that y'all do on that side of the ball, uh, but I've seen a number of national publications talk about how good y'all are on that side. What do y'all do successfully, and what do you do well uh, on the defensive side of the football? Well, you know, we're a 3-4 scheme, and, um, you know, I think uh, the guys that we've recruited here really fit our person. Uh, I feel like our personnel fits our scheme really well. Um, but I, I think the big piece is uh, I think our defensive coaches do a really good job of uh, – you know, game planning and really getting our guys locked into exactly what we're trying to do on defense and then really be locked into what our opponents do on offense. Um, you know, I think our our football IQ has really improved on defense, um, and, they, and they're really good at situational stuff, and they're really good at recognizing things, and they're really good at communicating. Um, and then our guys play really hard, really fast on defense, and you know, lots of times that 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 means that you're going to have a good defense when you get uh, a group playing aggressive and playing together. And looking ahead to this bowl game, obviously with Louisiana Tech coming up next Wednesday, uh, 2 p.m. kickoff down in the Superdome. Uh, how how different will the preparation be for you guys, knowing that you don't necessarily have 15 or 20 days off like you're normally accustomed to when preparing for a bowl game? Um, yeah, we don't. Um... Uh, it, it is going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, one one thing that um, I do think helps a little bit, though, is <clears throat> we're obviously uh, out of classes and out of finals. You know, so it is all football. You know, and it's not it's not many other distractions and things like that. You know, last week going into our game, our guys were actually taking finals, and um, you know that's that's hard. You know, because the guys are trying to finish and trying to finish strong in the classroom, but also get prepared for your rival game. And, um, you know, so I think they're looking forward to the part of not having school to do uh, this week and then, you know, getting into that bowl game. Uh, but, we'll, you know, we had to take a couple days off after that last game because it was a really physical, hard-fought game. Uh, we got started back today, uh, kind of like a jog-through, walk-through type practice. Uh, but we'll, we'll really get to work tomorrow, and we'll try to get work all the way through uh, to the game. And uh, we're going to be smart with our guys just because we are beat up. Uh, we won't be able to be as physical at, at, at practice as we normally would be. Um, and a lot, a lot of it's going to be mental work and just trying to get prepared to go play fast and play hard in the bowl game. And I know you and your staff have been hard at work putting together a game plan. Uh, when you take a look at this Louisiana Tech team, obviously Skip Holtz in his eighth year, uh, Bulldogs in a bowl game for a seventh consecutive year. What, what will you guys uh, need to do successfully in order uh, to pick up your eighth win of the season next Wednesday afternoon? Well, I, I tell you what's really impressive, um, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about their their scheme here in a second. But um, you know, just being one, they're they're nine and zero versus Sun Belt teams all time, um, which is really impressive. And then, you know, going into their seventh bowl, but six straight bowls and six and zero, and I think that's the longest active bowl win streak in the country. Um, that means you know they're really good at getting prepared for bowl games. And, um, you know, so, you know, obviously that's a big-time challenge for us to try to go and get a win against a team that's really good at doing it. Um, but when you look at their defense, um, you know, they play multiple fronts. Uh, they'll jump in a four-man front, three-man front. Um, it looks like they play a lot of zone coverage. Uh, probably not heavy blitzers. Uh, really play base more than anything. 
but they, they do have some players, man. Um, you know, one of the guys that jumps out to me is number 97, Milton Williams. Um, I think he's a dude. Um, number 52 at linebacker. Um, I believe he's leading their team in tackles, and um, he's all over the place. And then uh, number four, the safety, you know, he's really jumped out and, um, you know, did a really good job as far as getting uh, a few picks and everything. So, um, you know, I, I think for sure they're going to be a definite um, problem for our offense because, um, you know, they are based and they and they really try to get after it playing just fundamental fundamentally sound football. Um, so we'll have a great challenge there. Uh, looking at their offense, you know, I, um, I see, uh, you know, a spread offense, high tempo, you know, and in the past that, you know, high tempo offenses have given us a problem uh, because we don't, you know, we don't see an awful lot of it. Um, and especially, you know, our guys, they don't see it from us. Um, and so when you get into a high tempo team, um, you know, you've got to figure out how to simulate that in practice uh, to make sure our guys don't get surprised on game day with how fast it's going to be. And, um, you know, so, you know, we're going to have to concentrate on that. Um, also, too, you know, I know um, um, they, they lost their quarterback last week, which I, I know is a huge loss for them. But, but also, too, you know, looking at, at number three, Aaron Allen, you know, he's, uh, he's played some this year. I think he's had over – 200-plus snaps, 250-plus snaps, um, you know, so he's had experience playing. Um, and then, you know, one of the running backs, number 22, he really sticks out to me because, you know, watching these games, it looks like he's really came on the last four games that he's played. Um, and then uh, wide receiver, number five, uh, Smoke Harris. I mean, that guy right there, um, <laughs> it looks like they try to find ways to get him the ball, um, and he looks like he can uh, really do things when he gets his hands on it. And, and then when you start looking at their offensive line, they're very big, athletic, and, uh, you know, they seem to do a good job of knocking people to the ground. So uh, really big-time challenge for us because we're not, you know, we're not very big on defense. Uh, we're kind of a smaller, quicker-type team, um, and we got to be careful not to get swallowed up by that big offensive line, and uh, we got to make sure that we get to the ball. Absolutely. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. I, I know you've spent a number of years in Statesboro, not only the last three as the head coach, but – you know, really eight to 12 years of your career. How cool has it been to kind of see the evolution of the program from the Division Two ranks to the FBS football, the high quality of football that you guys are playing these days? Uh, it, it, I mean, it is awesome. I, you know, Georgia Southern's an epic story. I mean, it's uh, it, it, when you start looking at it, it's a relatively young program, you know, getting started in the early 80s and, you know, winning six national championships at the FCS level. Uh, you know, winning 14 conference championships. And um, and then in 2013, you know, we were able to uh, take the bid and, you know, say, hey, we're going to move up to the Sun Belt the next year. And, um, you know, we're, we were able in 13. You know, I, I was here from 01 to 06 um, uh, as a slot back coach uh, under uh, Coach Seawalk. And then, uh, and then I came back in 2013 under Coach Munkin um, and we were able to beat the Florida Gators at the end of that season in 13 and kind of led us into the FBS. And Coach Fritz came in, and we were able to win the Sun Belt Championship the first year in the league. And then the very next year, the first year that we could be bowl eligible, we were able to go play in a bowl and, and, and win it. And, uh, and then we had a couple down years. And, um, you know, um, I, I was on staff then, and 
fortunately, I got to be the interim coach and then end up getting the head coaching job. And, you know, now, you know, going to three straight bowls, um, you know, we're just trying to keep that championship um, success here at Georgia Southern. Um, you know, really at Georgia Southern now, you have to win every game, and it don't matter who you play in. And, uh, I mean, that's just what's expected around here. So um, we we got to work hard. we got to do a good job because we want to uphold our end of the bargain, um, you know, it, it, from what Georgia Southern people expect. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we appreciate it. Looking forward to a fun matchup with Louisiana Tech next Wednesday. And uh, always appreciate you joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Yes, sir. Thank you all. G-A-T-A. Chad Lunsford, head coach, Georgia Southern Eagles, joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Tremendous stuff. But the number one thing I always love about all head coaches, they never know names of players. It's always numbers. Yep. Watch right. the film, learn the numbers, figure out how to beat them. Let's go ahead and get to our next timeout. We come back, we'll finish off this double doozy. Skip Holtz will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 99.3 FM. The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Graduate Sales. You know us as the class ring people, and you should. We've been supplying the area with graduation specialty products like class rings for more than 60 years. At Graduate Sales, there's so many things we offer, though. Name cards, mailing accessories, note cards, T-shirts, shorts, memory gifts, memory books, announcements, inserts, too. Rely on us for all your graduation needs, including class rings. Call Kurt Joyner at Graduate Sales or go online, www.graduatesalesury.com. That's www.graduatesalesury.com. Hey y'all, I'm Amanda Shaw. We all know Louisiana is as fun as all get out. So get out, take a road trip, and explore our state. Fill her up, then try a new restaurant that's as fun-loving as it is food-loving. Grab the family and take off for monumental adventures at our 21 state parks. Or take a magical minivan tour along our 19 scenic trails and byways. Louisiana's a trip. Take one today. This is Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Plan your road trip at louisianastaycation.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Office of Tourism. Help! Help! 
You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline. 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. Sports Talk, 99.3 FM. It's a good interview with Coach Lunsford. Yeah, I like him a lot. Very well spoken. Sounds like... Sounds like the old ball coach, BC. Sounds like the old ball coach. Like I said, my favorite thing about head coaches, they always know the numbers. Hey, even dropped a number 52. Know who number Uh, 52 uh, is. Who doesn't know who number 52 is? How did he do the other night? Mr. Grubbs played really well. Did he? I thought he played a good football game. Obviously, you... He had nine tackles. Fighting from behind, it's a little more difficult than, you know... (laughs) <laughs> when you're fighting from behind, you know, obviously the guys that are playing well seem to stick out a, a little bit more than normal. Let's go right back to the Fairway Carts hotline to finish it off. Coach Skip Holtz, head coach of the Bulldogs. Coach, how are we doing tonight? How are you doing? Sorry, I'm a little bit late here. We're sitting here trying to do some polished up, some last-minute recruiting here before the big signing day tomorrow. It is a big day for you, of course, National Signing Day, this early signing period. Um, and we just had Coach Lunsford on from Georgia Southern, and I'll ask you the same question. Does it have a little bit of a different feel to it, uh, knowing that the regular season lasted you know, a few weeks later than you're normally accustomed to, plus all the different variables involved? Well, I don't know what Coach Lunsford felt like, but I certainly feel like it has a different feel to it. I mean, it is rewarding to have an opportunity to go to the bowl, and from that standpoint and just the – um, the sense of relief that these players are going to have the opportunity to play another game, that part of it's great. And normally you have about three weeks to a month to get ready for this game. It's almost like having another spring practice. I normally excuse my seniors for the first probably three or four practices, and we have a spring practice with all the younger players and kind of get after it. It's all about development in the future. Um, but you don't have that now. Now you really – the bowl games were announced. You're in, it's almost like you're in season mode and you're just playing another game. Uh, the difference is you're just trying to get all the logistics done with bowl gifts and uh, the way everything works and travel and those type of things. So it's got a, it certainly has a different feeling for it, uh, but you still have the sense of satisfaction that you're having the opportunity to go to another bowl game. And you look back last week against TCU, obviously didn't play your best football game, which I, I know was probably tough for you to watch. But when you come out of a game like that, how do you evaluate it and how do you relay your the message to your team in terms of the things that you do need to get cleaned up before, like you said, you get an opportunity to play in another bowl game come next week? Well, you look at the, the last game, and certainly from a team standpoint, there wasn't a whole lot of positives. I mean, we were minus two on the turnover battle. We lost. We were minus 28 points in the big plays that we gave up or created. Uh, we, we were minus four touchdowns, which is, it turns out to be 28 points. We, we lost the red zone. We weren't as productive in the red zone as we need to be. You know, we, we were decent on third and fourth down as a football team. But you look at the big picture of the team, and overall it was certainly not the product we would have wanted to put forth. That same life we – we had seven penalties in the first half. We'd only had 39 penalties the whole season. And so to have seven in the first half, our starting field position was the five-yard line, the six-yard line, the eight-yard line, and the 12 twice, where our first five starting field positions, we got in a hole, we turned the ball over, backed up, and we just we could never really get on track. And I give TCU an awful lot of credit. 
a big part of that is they're a very talented team. They're a very good team. They just beaten number 15 Oklahoma State the week before and beat number nine Texas during the season. And so some of that was the, the level of talent that we were playing. Uh, but there was a lot of things. There was a lot of plays that we left on that field. We, we had 18 missed tackles. Our safeties had 10. So when you look at the big picture, um, no, it was, it was hard to watch. But there were some great individual performances as well. When I look at the true freshman tackle, Dakota White, and the job that he did, I look at Cedric Woods and the way he stepped up against one of the better players, not only in the league, but in the country. Uh, the way that he played. I thought Trey Baldwin played a great game. I thought Milton Williams played. I mean, there's a lot of great individual efforts. Unfortunately, it's really, it just glares that much more on how important it is to play a team game that everybody show up. Coach, let's go back to the middle of the season a little bit. When you had a, a couple-week period there where it was pretty uncertain and you had a couple games that got moved or canceled, or uh, what was it like how, how for you and then also the team just to stay engaged and stay hyped for the season um, with, you know, assuming that you would play at least another game. Uh, was Can you tell us a little bit about how tough that was to keep everybody uh, together and engaged? Yeah, that was, that was hard. It was difficult for sure. I mean, when you go, you practice. I wish when we had finished the game on October 31st against UAB, I wish they would have said, Coach, you're not going to play for another month, so make the plans accordingly. And I would have put a different practice schedule together. Uh, I think it could have been a huge positive. But unfortunately, the way it happens is the rug gets pulled out from underneath you every Friday. And so you go in on Sunday, you hit the reset button, you watch film. Physically, you have a physical practice Tuesday and Wednesday. Mentally, you're in here watching film, getting prepared for everything that you need to do on Thursday. And then on Friday morning, right before you start to, you're getting ready to play the game, the rug gets pulled out. And you're like, golly, that stinks. Well, okay, let's. Here's what we got. We got next week. We have Team X, and we'll take Saturday off. We'll come back on Sunday, and we'll get ready to go again. And you go through the same cycle. After you've done it about four weeks in a row, it gets to the point like, Coach, are we going to play anymore? Are we we just going to keep practicing? I mean, this has happened four weeks in a row. And during that time period, there were some players that got frustrated because we weren't playing. We had, I believe it was six players that, that opted out under the new NCAA rule. Uh, they opted out. I mean, I think it was hard on everybody, the coaches, the players. Uh, mentally, it was tough, but certainly, you know, in the big scheme of things, it certainly wasn't hard. It was just mentally tough to make sure that you got up each and every week with so many games that were being canceled in a row. And you talked a lot, you know, throughout the season about your defensive players um, so, sometimes getting out of their gaps, which can sometimes lead to big plays. When you look at your opponent uh, in this New Orleans Bowl in Georgia Southern, how important will it be for you guys defensively uh, to play assignment football uh, against an offense that really forces you to stay uh, disciplined if you want to have some success on that side of the ball? Well, that's what that's what an option football team does. They force you to play disciplined gap football and. Everybody talks about practicing for the option. You need to practice without a ball because so many times defensively it's about you got to run to the ball and just run to the ball and run. And, and, and then you lose your responsibility because, well, I thought the fullback had it, so I came up. Or I thought the running back had it, so I came up to make the play, and then the quarterback pulls it and pitches it around the edge because the corner's running into the inside. Everybody's got an assignment, and I think more so than ever we have an expression – uh, around here that we always use just come up, do your job. 
that's our every play. Just do your job. What is your assignment? And do your job. Make sure you handle your part of it. Uh, and that if the ball goes to your assignment, you got to make sure you put them on the ground. And so that's that's part of what we're going to have to do. It's going to be a difficult a difficult preparation against a football team that runs the ball extremely well, and it's going to be a great challenge. But I have great confidence in, in Coach Blackwell and the job that he does. He's been a coordinator for a long time. He's seen a lot of different football looks, and I don't have any doubt in my mind that our defense will be ready to play. And looking at the offensive side of the ball, obviously uh, the unfortunate situation with Luke Anthony going down against TCU. Uh, I know you turn your attention, Aaron Allen, uh, we'll get an opportunity to kind of take the reins of the offense next Wednesday. Uh, how, how do you game plan around him, and how much better does it make you feel as a head coach uh, knowing that he's played 200, 250 snaps to this point in the season? Well, I made the comment that we're all products of our past. And when you look at last year, we had run off eight in a row, and we were going to play two of the better teams in the league, and we, and we threw a young quarterback out there that had no experience. And so this season, we said we're going to play two quarterbacks. We're going to play them both. Uh, they both played. They both deserve to play. They both did a good job. But uh, you're exactly right. How rewarding is it right now to say, well, you're not you're not going into a game and saying, okay, Aaron, I know you haven't played all year, but here we are in the bowl game. We really need you. I mean, Aaron Aaron led a game-winning drive down the field against UAB in a, in a tough conference game that went down to the wire and was an overtime game. And, I thought he did an excellent job when he had his opportunities. And so I think it's it was a valuable experience. I'm certainly glad at this point that we, we played those quarterbacks. And both quarterbacks got an opportunity to gain some experience. And I, I only think we strengthen our football team in the long run by doing it. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we appreciate you joining us tonight. And uh, looking forward to a fun matchup with Georgia Southern next week. So am I. I appreciate it. Thank you. Skip Holtz, head coach of the Bulldogs, joining us tonight. Seventh straight bowl game, Beck Haynes. I hope you're ready. You got the scouting report. We're yeah. going to have you lead it. Yeah. Seven, Leading into that one, baby. Seven straight bowl games. That's impressive. I don't know. I mean, this year, we, we have, does, it, does it count, Ben? There's going to be some people that say it doesn't count. Oh, it counts. Because everybody was eligible for a bowl this year. Uh, well, uh, not everybody's going, I don't think. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it counts. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Gonna break down National Signing Day. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 99.3 FM. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, Diggy fans, are you craving more happy for less money? Because the $6 meal deal is ready to be your next flavor time fill-up. It's your choice of a full-size entree, either a double with cheese or chicken strips, plus a refreshing Coke, fries, and a sundae, all for just 6 bucks, And it's available all day long. So whenever the hunger hits, you can start mealing and dealing only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. 
This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371 Cart, and go Bulldogs! Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. I feel like an old man. You look like an old man. All my hair's falling out. I'm like, dear Lord, I can't even see. I bet you even get, I, I bet you get in bed at like 8.30. Nah, give me nine. Come on, give me nine. Nine? Yeah. Watch a little, some West Coast football, maybe some, uh, what's that show Mark Cuban does? I don't have a Where clue. people pitch the, their business idea oh, to him. Shark Tank. I, I love, love some Shark oh, Tank. Oh, me too. I love to watch the rerun episodes from like 2015 and then look up the companies to see how successful you know, they've been. There's somebody in Ruston, I'm not going to give away any names, just out of, I don't know if they'd want to be recognized, but I had a meeting at this place and I walked in, I'm like, God, this girl looks so familiar. And I could not figure it You'd out. Seen her on Shark yes, Tank. she'd been really? on Shark Tank. Yes, really. And I and I remember watching the episode. I was like, "That's exactly it." <laughs> other, I'm not going to tell you what it is. The other night, I watched this one, and it was like um, they were creating shirts for instead of like big and tall, it was for like short and little people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Like this is there's no way you're the first person <laughs> to ever come up with this idea." That, and, and all the people are like, dude, like this is terrible. Like, and you know, they always want to know how much are you making off each shirt. They're like, ah, oh, about two percent. And they're like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. That's why those people are so mean, man. No, they are. They're so mean. <laughs> and the people walk out so depressed. You know, I heard that you that you have to give up like five percent of your sales just for even being on the just for the really? publicity of being on the show. Oh, I could believe that. Oh yeah, I don't know the exact number, but it's something like I thought. I think it's like five percent, but. So even though they walk out without a deal, a lot of those people don't even need the sharks. Yeah, they just want publicity. Yeah, and and I've also seen ones where it's like, we want to be like an online tutor for like high school kids trying to get to college, and they're like, you don't think people have thought of this? <laughs> like, just not an they original get, idea. They gotta let people in just so they can ream them sometimes. Oh, yeah. you know it takes like hours to film each pitch. Oh, yeah, no it's doubt. It's wild. I read. A, it was a whole big article about it. It was wild. Yeah, and Mark Cuban's just dialing it in. Kind of like I'm dialed into National Signing Day. It's my favorite day of the year. In fact, I'll wake up tomorrow ben, at 5 a.m. like a kid on Christmas morning. I have such an – I get that signing – like, we need recruits. Like, I, I get that that's essential to the program. I hope you get it. But this – we talked about this last year. This stereotypical, I mean, template that they all put out on social media. Like, I hate – I can't stand it. Why? Then they flip flop because it's the same thing. Every I just want to thank my players and my coaches, the blah blah oh, blah, yeah, all this yeah. stuff. And it's like respect my decision. Yeah, respect, respect my decision. And then oh yeah, uh, maybe next week I'll change it. And uh, seriously, I can't. As a coach, I would be so frustrated. Well, it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Well, and you, you got to suck up to these kids because you really do need them to come. <laughs> so then you're on the phone talking to them when you you know you're just. Well, and we've talked a little bit on the edge about how now you're starting to hear coaches. 
uh, especially at the Power Five level, talking about re-recruiting their own players to come back for the following season. Yes, that's what you have to do. And I'm like, imagine, like, like you said, like, imagine being a coach, and it's like, all right, we put together a 10-win season, but, listen, I got a problem with 15 guys, and I got to go figure out how to get them to come back. Ben, I cannot imagine. And it's, we've, you've given the kids too much power. Too no. much power. Tell them about it. You're giving them the chance to just willy-nilly enter into the portal, leave if they're unhappy. Coach says a mean thing to them. We'll see you. I'm going somewhere else. Coach says don't jump off sides and you want to transfer. I mean, there's two or three coaches in the league that have the ability to be like, that's fine. Like, yeah, I'll get no, I agree. You know, Saban and Clemson, like, or Saban and uh, Dabo. Dabo. They don't really have to even sell anymore. It's like those. There's still the two programs. The kids that badly want to play there because they know they might win a national championship. That's what it's all about. I'm just I can't stand. It. I don't. Well, I don't and I don't then like you it. know you look at you talk about all the different variables involved with 2020 and the recruiting classes. And, and I was looking at, at Georgia Southern's recruiting class. And I think they got somewhere around 21 commitments. Where you look at Louisiana Tech right now, they got nine commitments. And you know it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out because the NCAA has given the free year so any senior can come back you know in theory any senior can come back and then you also want to bring in a new crop of high school kids but at the same time Beck you got kids entering this damn transfer portal at higher rates than ever it's insane I'm talking like there's probably been 500 kids the last four days enter the transfer portal. Do you think there needs to be a rule? Where the like, hell are they going? Like, like you can in, like you can only enter at one time or certain circumstances to enter it? Well, hey, that, they're about to pass that rule. Are one they? free transfer. That's why kids are going into it. You get a free transfer. You don't have to sit. And or, so, so it's like, oh, yeah, why not? Let's open it up. Let's get after it. But the problem is, all right, let, let's say this. Let's say every... Every team keeps five seniors on average, five, okay. which some will be more, some will be less. That's 650 spots that you don't have that you would normally have in a recruiting cycle for high school JUCO or transfers. Yeah, it's a lot. Beck, there was over 1,000 kids left in the portal last year. Imagine how many kids are going to be left in the portal this okay. year. Okay, well, you also got kids in the portal that other people have never even heard of. Like they're No, I agree. You know, the bottom 200 kids are never going to go anywhere. Oh, they think they are. Oh, don't even get me started on people think they're going places, Ben. Hey, did you hear that I'm declaring for the draft? I'm sitting out the rest of the year because I'm going to get drafted. Here, That's the popular thing to do. Let's take a look real quick at this Louisiana Tech signing class. Uh, Top-rated recruit in the class, offensive tackle Kenneth Bannister, Edna Carr High School down in the New Orleans area, Bannister, big six foot five, two hundred eighty four pound left tackle prospect. Rivals dot com rates him as the number sixty six offensive tackle in the country. Uh, getting to the finish line with Kenneth Bannister has been quite easy for the Bulldogs, but I know the coaching staff will feel a lot better tomorrow morning once they receive that signature. Armani Diamond, A D Diamond, Mobile, Alabama. Uh, six foot, 175 pound cornerback. Actually, got the opportunity to catch some video of him uh, in the Alabama Mississippi All Star game last week. Uh, Beck, if there's been one one area that Louisiana Tech has struggled in uh, outside of the offensive line, it's been cornerback this year. They got to get some talent in there. Uh, Armani Diamond is going to add some talent to Jeff Burris's room. Yeah, I need to get uh, Amik back. I've been thinking yeah. about it. Well. 
He might want to come back at this point. <laughs> uh, they probably gave him an extra year, too, with all this COVID stuff. No doubt about it. Another, another expected sunny tomorrow, Jadan Barnett, Fort Worth, Texas, uh, uh, outside linebacker, six foot one, 200 pounds, uh, played in the private school league in Dallas, uh, wasn't necessarily all that highly recruited, had a number of offers from the military academies, uh, but let me tell you something. The big boys came a holler and late in the process. It'll uh, be good to get his signature in. Two offensive line prospects from our neck of the woods, Shreveport, Louisiana. Aaron Bean, Huntington High School, big six foot five, two hundred and seventy five pound offensive tackle. Carson Bruno, six foot four, two hundred and eighty five pound offensive guard from guess where? C E, baby. Oh. C E. Man. Churning out D1 athletes since 2009 when BC came out, baby. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but Bruno, he actually plays both ways for the Yellow Jackets. They're playing John Curtis, nationally respected program. Right, right. Um, Bird was leading 14-13 to 13 in the game. John Curtis trying to mount a comeback. Quarterback goes back to throw. Bruno's rushing him. He just throws the ball, and Bruno basically sticks his hands in the air and just catches it in midair, like um, like a yard and a half from the quarterback, and runs it back to about the 10, and it's like Jackets yeah. headed to the state title where they belong. Come on down to Ruston. Come we on down. A couple more signees. Uh, Dominic C.J. Calhoun out of San Antonio area, uh, six foot, 210-pound inside linebacker, Solomon Lewis. Lake Charles College Prep. You want to get an eye on Solomon Lewis. Head on down to Farmville. Lake Charles College Prep will be taking on the Farmers Friday night. Mr. Lewis also held an offer from the U. Really? Yeah. It really highly rated. It, it's gonna. He's a he's a Carlos Henderson type. He, he's five eleven, uh, about one hundred eighty pounds. Uh, Carlos Henderson was five eleven before you give me that look. And was I, he I really? Come over there, I, I don't come through his glasses. I don't believe that for a second. Look it up. Carlos Henderson was five eleven. Google it. I would have said he was six four. Google it. Taves, is that true? Google it. Ben. Google it. Get back to me in a minute. Taves, I get so sick of him trying to five eleven. Carlos Henderson was five eleven. Yes. I hope you're wrong. Yeah, about four. six foot. Taves, that's basically five eleven. <laughs> Come sure on, he ain't six four. Yeah, Taves, he's a nut. All right. All right. You can't believe everything you read on the internet. What is it? <laughs> Wikipedia says 5'11", but I don't believe it. Oh! <laughs> Daddy BC. I am shocked. I'm three inches taller than Carlos Henderson. Daddy BC is back. Final signing of the class tomorrow. Marquise Man Man Crosby out of, out of our boys' neck of the woods. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Home of Father Abraham. Father. Crosby played at Presbyterian Christian Beck, you'll never believe it. Leads the country in rushing this year. Over 4,000 yards. Pretty pretty solid the for country. a running back. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. So, exciting times, of course. Louisiana Tech expected to have a couple of surprises as well tomorrow. Just a little shameless plug. Join us, BleedTechBlue.com. Only nine ninety five a month. You won't be disappointed when you see the two surprises they're expected to be included in this Louisiana Tech signing class. Come tomorrow. Let's go ahead, Taves. Let's take our next time out. When we come back and take a look at some of the conference championships this weekend across the college football landscape, 
And boy, does BC need some therapy. I need some therapy. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 99.3 FM. For all those Christmas decorations you put up and take down, you need somewhere to store them. Ideal Portable Buildings has you covered. A new building custom built to the exact size and specs you need. And Ideal is Northeast Louisiana's number one dealer for Eagle Carports, too. Rent to own with no credit check or 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Store all those Christmas decorations in a new building from Ideal Portable Buildings. Find them on Facebook or visit IdealPortableBuildingsLLC.com. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat, and you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary, outstanding, exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. Want to thank Chad Lunsford, head coach at Georgia Southern. Skip Holtz, head coach of the Bulldogs, for joining us tonight. Real quick update from the TAC. Dogs lead Jackson State 19-12. to Sounds like Jace Bass, Juco transfer out of Los Angeles, is putting on a clinic early on. But, Beck, we got conference championship college football this weekend. Got a question for you. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year. You can flip on the TV and you got meaningful football games from 11 a.m. until the old head hits the pillow. And you talk about some of the games across the landscape this weekend. Obviously, Friday night, it all gets going with a, a huge matchup, Marshall and UAB. We, we knew Conference USA would find a way to get the Blazers back in the, back in the conference championship. Also got, I believe it was a little maction. Uh, I know Buffalo's in that game. Hey, Buffalo's on every week. They're, every time I turn on TV that on, Buffalo's on. That running back they got, he can tote the rock. Dude. Also got a little Oregon, a little substitute for Washington because they had a little COVID issue playing yeah, USC. Yeah. Okay. All right. You, you got to love it. Then a little 11 a.m. Big 12 championship, little Oklahoma State rematch with Iowa State. Okay. 
Also got a little uh, Sunbelt action. We got uh, Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana. The Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Lafayette, I believe, is what you meant to say. Taking on Coastal Carolina. We also got Clemson and Notre Dame. Little a little rematch. A little sunshine rematch. Hmm. You're a big Trevor Lawrence guy. I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy. Yeah, so am I. Love Trevor Lawrence. We also got the Big Ten Championship. You going to watch that? You know what's wild to me? It's not really that wild, but how, you know, he's undeniably going to be the number one draft pick. Who, Trevor? Yeah, Trevor. T-Law. Love Trevor. And, uh, but, I mean, he's not really in the Heisman race, you know? Like, nah. Kind of. Big weekend this weekend, maybe. Eh. Who do you think is going to win the Heisman? <sighs> it's tough. I think there's going to be a lot of split votes. Uh, it's going to be a virtual Heisman. Yeah, got to love it. <laughs> is it going to be a virtual Heisman? No, virtual oh ceremonies. Like, uh, let's see if we can get, like, 600 people join on Zoom, and uh, let's oh give away gosh. the Heisman trophy. Anyways, I mean, I – you know, and I know you got to put up numbers, but it's you know, then you got people like Tebow and Johnny Manziel winning it, you know, and then I love never, Johnny football. Then they never amount to anything, but it's just funny to me that the, sometimes the best player in college football. Is a, How about Florida just blowing all opportunity to get to the final bend. four by losing what? to you LSU? Know, I would love to know the amount of money people lost. Hey, how about I that mean, dude that threw that shoe? <laughs> I mean, he probably can't show his face in the state of Florida ever. If I was in Marco I just, Wilson, oh. He got to legally change his name. Me and Dave were watching it live up here at the studio, and when he threw it, we were like, he just got a penalty for throwing a towel. And then they like replayed it, and we were like, he threw a shoe. That's not a great move. And if you're a head coach, I don't know how you don't just come unglued and, and then rip that guy's He didn't collar. even know. The coach didn't even know. Didn't even know? No, they had to tell him post-game. He didn't know what happened. How do you not know what happened? I guess he didn't see it. He's probably Damn talking to man. Tebow. Alabama, Florida, 7 p.m. on CBS. Bama probably wins that by four tutties. And then, of course, AAC action, Tulsa at Cincinnati. But, Beck, I want to talk a little bit about some fantasy football. Oh, gosh. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's paint the picture. Uh, this fantasy football league that uh, we are illustrious members of, I appreciate you uh, – Asking me to be in this league when we started five years ago. This yeah, year, really a, a cornerstone, a keystone member. Really, yeah, 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 no doubt about it. Year six of the league. Um, uh, you've been. We've talked about a lot on the show. You've been the loser, the last place finisher, three out of five yeah. years. You've taken Six to cool sixty percent. Yeah, right, it's going down this year, back yeah. down to fifty percent. But uh, you've taken the ACT. Mm-hmm. You've ran a half marathon, and uh, you've pied yourself in the face. 30, uh, thirty nights in a row. Thirty straight nights at two a.m. Still sounds pretty yeah. rough. The worst one by far. Uh, what What are some of the other punishments? We also had 24 hours in Walmart, which did not happen, and we had the old belly button ring. Oh, the old belly. Yeah, that was a tough one because uh, we had a, a member quit mid mid year. Yeah, pretty awful team. The guy that took it over, poor Jeffrey. He uh, there was just no coming back from that. So he he uh, but he he knew the knew the consequence or the responsibilities of taking over the team. So he was a good sport and got a belly button ring, but. Here's the Let thing. Know, Ben's I, never I won the got league. A Listen. few more things to say. So we enter year six of the league, and let's be honest about BC. Um, last year, late in the year before the trade deadline, didn't have a great feeling about my opportunities to win the championship, and uh, decided to give up a, a guy by the name of Michael Thomas for a first round pick in the following year. Um, the problem is I would have won the league had I held on to Michael Thomas. Is that true? Yes. Really? Yes, that's very unfortunate. Um, I didn't know that. So I had two first-round picks entering this year. 
Um, obviously, I, I gave up a fourth rounder before the draft. Really wanted to get my hands on a good keeper. Saquon Barkley yeah, went out week three. A <laughs> uh, little ACL injury. Uh, drafted Kenyon Drake, round one. Yep, uh, didn't work out too well. Uh, round two, uh, you know, went Travis Kelsey. Great pick. Uh, yep, traded him for Bob Tanyan and OBJ. Oh. Yeah, that's going to hurt. Oh. Uh, round three went with DJ Moore. Yep, included him in the old OBJ Bob Tanyan trade. Yep, that's going to hurt. <laughs> so let's fast forward. Uh, BC, who had the best win-loss record in the league's history, am I right, prior to this season? I don't know. You like to. It was you, up towards the top. You were you like to your whole deal every year is that you you preach consistent. consistent. You've never been in the loser playoffs. You've been in the playoffs every year. You've been in the championship one year, which you lost to a good friend of the program, Sutton Davison, which that one hurt Man, everybody. That burns. Oh. I'd rather. I think I'd rather lose than lose to Sutton God. in the. I think I'd rather be in last place in the league than lose to Sutton in the championship. It hurts. I ain't gonna lie. So, anyways, Ben is just Listen. his whole mantra the whole time is all oh, consistency, consistency, consistency. And it and it and pissed year, you off okay. to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, because I was just. I mean, it's all luck. Then this year, you you. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the analytics on ESPN, but it, it ranks your drafts yes. at the at the end of the draft. And Ben had the number the number one draft, and then throughout the season, it's like little red or green arrows showing you where you ended up. And Ben just, I mean, from one to ten, I mean, what a fall! And I've been ten since about week four. Ben, I just want to hear it out of your mouth. What is your record this uh, year? Here we are. I, I got a big win in week two by four points but, against uh, your brother. Against my bro. But uh, from that point forward, um, I would say uh, I'll been, help you out. One in thirteen. Yeah, been a one in thirteen, up. which is the worst se- uh, record in league history. We've had some oh, two win seasons, have we? Yeah, Kevin and I think I might have done it one year. No, that's not shocking. Kevin, wow, yeah. one in thirteen. Yeah, yeah, it's been brutal. Yeah, it's been. And, bad. and listen, let's be honest. It hasn't been competitive. No, it's not really even been close. And uh, so this week. We, 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 I was in a dog fight. You're in a dog fight for the last place. You know, Clark, his brother. And dead Govan, I'm not naming my dog J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> Clark has already already lost. He lost early, so he's in the loser Clark's bowl. my brother. Clark's Ben's brother. And it comes down to the game last night. What does Dobbins need, like 14 points? 15 and a half. He needs 15 and a half points, and he gets 13 and a half points. Dead Govan. Because they gave the ball to Gus Edwards. Every On the goal time line. In the, in the goal line. Hey, so Ben is a Carlisle my, loser bowl this ain't year. Ain't naming my dog J.K. Dobbins. Oh, I know. I was feeling for you last night because I know that feeling of just, just so close yet so far. You know what makes me more mad than J.K. Dobbins? What? Big Ben Roethlisberger's noodle arm. I cannot believe you started him. Unbelievable. Uh, he was playing the Bills, who hadn't stopped anybody all year, and he can't figure out how to score more than thirteen points. Did you see? Did you watch the entirety of the Bills? Steelers oh, game. I watched the end. It was a great Did game. Did you see that late deep ball he threw? Oh, yeah. Awful. Ball hadn't came down yet. No. It's still up there. Flapping like a duck. Oh, it's embarrassing. All right. So, let's get to this. I'm in the finals of the loser bracket. Um, it's a two-week matchup, so we'll definitely have an opportunity to kind of preview you. Yeah, that's a unique thing about the league, the loser championship. And I'm not sure if I like it. No, I like it. Except, Be careful, because one year I whooped up on Nelly the first week. And then lost the second. And then Travis Kelsey caught a 90-yard screen oh, pass, I and I lost in the second game. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's pretty good. I traded him for Bob Tanyan. But yeah. Bob Tanyan. Yeah, so with the reason why we do a two-week game is because we want to drag it out a little bit. Yeah, want to want to create some uh, anxiety, yeah. get the heart rate up a yeah. little bit. In fact, I'll be it honest usually ends right around Christmas Day. It's perfect. I want to be honest with you. Um, this year BC 
have been fully engaged on fantasy, just been so non-competitive. Oh, here we go with the excuses. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, after about 12.30, 12.45 on a Sunday afternoon, it's like, might as well quit checking the app. You Oh, because you're just you're, throwing you're up some wolves. zeros. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, well, you know, uh, Kenyon Drake, you got seven yards at the end of the first quarter. It's like, we're probably not looking. You know, it's at a revolving door at quarterback. Mike Evans has decided he sucks. <laughs> Antonio, Here's the deal. Fantasy is so tough because listen, I ain't got a thirty burg all year. There's barely a team that that uses a running back. I mean, like the, the oh, Cowboys awful. are probably the number one team that uses the running back the most. But you got these guys that are you know between the the twenties, really, the yeah. main running back, and then they bring in the backup to score. Well, it's like I'm watching J.K. Dobbins last Fresh night. Fresh legs. Yeah, I'm watching J.K. Dobbins last night, and I can't. They're playing the Browns, and J.K. Dobbins busting off six, seven yards of carry, and like you said. Get inside the twenty, and it's like fresh legs, Gus Edwards. I know you only get seven carries a game, but hey, come tote this rock in from the goal line. Like that drives me insane. Yeah, which is really important. I'm sure these guys are really thinking about the fantasy aspect of the game. Well, and I'm sure these running backs are real ticked off. Like J.K. wants to get in the zone. Like, did you see my tweet to him before the game yesterday? Yeah, you said you're my boy. Yeah, yeah. not my boy anymore. Not your boy anymore. Probably gonna delete that tweet. But um, okay. So the punishment is. Yeah, let's talk about the punishment. So, which I wasn't even scared to lose. That's probably why I got in playoffs because I wasn't even scared to lose because this is not bad to me compared to the other years. Big waffle fan. Well, waking up thirty times in a row at like two a.m. You were up for been, ten minutes tops. Yeah, but it's you got to go back to sleep, and it's like you, you lay your head down at night at ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and you think I got to get up in three hours. Man, you go to bed late. Yeah, yeah. But Ben, every night. You lay your no, head I down. I got to get up in three, four hours. So, so you know what I did last night before we get to this. So watching the Steelers, I mean the Steelers, the Ravens Browns game, and obviously I believe it's the Ravens get that pick and Dobbins runs it in. And I get within about five points, and I'm like, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to bed, and I'm going <laughs> to hope I wake up a winner. <laughs> we knew it. And hey, couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> Just laying there. It's the worst. You hit that refresh. It's so it's like so I've been agonizing. There, I've been laying there for like forty minutes. So I'm like, all right, see if I win this sucker. <laughs> I checked that app and I lost by two points, and I got a hundred and twenty two texts in the group text, and I'm like, dead gummit. These suckers are so happy that BC lost. But listen, here's the punishment this year: twenty four hours in a Waffle House. Every waffle that you eat, you can take off an hour. Now, does Waffle have Waffle House have free Wi-Fi? Because I might work I know. from Waffle House. You can, that you day. can hotspot your phone. No, don't think the old phone's gonna work for the old business operation. Well, you know what? You obviously don't know how the old phone works because I know a lot of people that do it. Yes, I don't. All right, that's not the point. So, um, <laughs> not like you. How many waffles do you think BC can See, eat? Tabes, you got to chime in here because we had this big argument about it. So, you know, everybody's like, I can do 12 waffles. I don't think you can. I think it's seven I'm to gonna eight. I'm going to say seven. Seven to eight. We're going to have a little side bet hustle. Over, under, I Let think it's going to be you're seven. You're going to have more action on how many waffles BC eats than you did on the entire league. I think the first three go down so fast. But then they just – you're going to be Expand full. Expand in the You're going to be full all day long. So this, all day. This running I've been doing for the past nine months is for naught. No, because you probably eat like a little bird. I do. Oh, I'm not going to eat for three days prior to this. That's not – you need to read up on that because that ain't the way to do it. Oh, it ain't. It shrinks your stomach. Oh, shoot. You need to You need to eat a ton. Here's my plan. You ready? Yeah. So, let, 
I can't decide what time I'm going to get to Waffle House. Basically, you, you don't even have to. Clark's no, you can hear I've, I've got just one item of advice. All right. Bring your own toilet paper. <laughs> James, can we do it? You a- laugh. No, you're right. James. Can we produce a show from Waffle House? Is that possible? Can you bring your yeah. board up there? Yeah. No, you go buy a board. He said sure. So <laughs> he said, sure. I might be eating waffles with BC. All right, we're all going to visit. Puffy's today. coming too. I know. It's that's why I was like, it's not going to be that bad. I'll just schedule appointments. All right. So, so anyways, um, you know Peyton and Evie are co- Peyton and Evie are coming up there. To- no, they told me to have a good day. But anyways, um, I'm not going to join you for breakfast. <laughs> no, I don't care. They told, they told breakfast me to have a good for day. supper. They said good day. <laughs> have a good day, Dad. Talk to you later. But my plan is this: whatever time I get there. I'm going to probably try to have four waffles within the first 30 minutes. No, that ain't happening. You don't think I need no. four waffles at a I time? I think three you're going to be like folding over. Here's the thing. You might need one to- an hour. Yeah. I Ooh, was going to say that's a better, better model. I was going to say you're going to have what you're going to do is you're going to eat a lot at first and you're going to be like, man, I still have 15 hours six, or 18 hours. You're going to be defeated. That's a lot. You're going to have 20 hours. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I still got 20 hours. But when you get down to the last seven eight hours you're like man i could just put away some waffles and get home and go be miserable on the couch so that's when you're going to want to you're going to want to sprint at the end i think huh. well you what know do you think, the, you got- the old model i use with my kids it's like they want to eat some more it's like hold on make them wait for a few minutes then they're like oh i'm full so i'm like if only you want an hour and be you're like starving oh, your I'm kids full. over yeah, there but think about this if you try to stuff yourself early on you're just miserable. You're going to be miserable. Well, the whole I was time. thinking I was going to eat four waffles early. You are take insane. an eight-hour break. Oh my gosh, no, that ain't happening. No uh, sleeping, BC. Uh, Tay, probably going to take a nap. Not going to lie. <laughs> don't bring a pillow. Put up a little sign on the table that says "Do not disturb." Hey, <laughs> hopefully I don't get it in the old two-person booth. Oh <laughs> Won't be a God. whole lot of room in there. Hopefully they got plenty of. Make them sit up. at the bar. Oh, hey, listen, might not go in there about three, four a.m. Be some characters in there. <laughs> I've been I'm, in Waffle I'm not House that lie time to you. of night. I've been dying to go to Waffle House since we started talking about this punishment. Hey, I want one waffle. I don't want. I don't want twenty-four. Let's switch it to biscuits and gravy. We should change the punishment to you can't leave until you eat twenty-four waffles. <laughs> that should be next year. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I'd be there for that a week. That would be awful. Yeah. I'd be there for a week. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout of the night. When we come back. I'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Dog 99.3 FM. The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Season's trainings, DQ fans. The new Peppermint Hot Cocoa Blizzard Treat is the gift that keeps on giving bite after delicious bite. Consider it a cheery holiday card for your taste buds with candy cane pieces, choco chunks, and cocoa fudge, all blended to perfection in world-famous DQ soft serve. So add a little cheer to your holiday treating with the new Peppermint Hot Cocoa Blizzard Treat. Only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Acme Glass and Mirror. We have so much more 
weather, business, home, or auto, we have the glass you're looking for. Replacing glass is painless, like everything we do. The very best in service, always close to you. Acme Glass and Mirror, give us a break and we'll shine through. First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the Uncommon Bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Haynes, John Tabor. Time to put a bow on it. Beck! What a fun show tonight. It's good to be back in the old studio, BC. Man, we, we are in our element when we're in here locked and loaded. Me, you, and Tate just bringing the fire. Woo! Man, I love it. Every night. We need to show every night, BC. You want to? Yeah. What do you want to talk about every night? Uh, I, like the, I like the fantasy. Do a little fantasy football talk. A little fantasy segment. A little, little gambling segment. Little, uh, oh, we would little crush, national football segment. We would crush some gambling. Yeah, all you got to do is pay us, and you're making a lot of money. No doubt about it. Real quick update from the TAC. Dogs 47, Jackson State 27. Almost getting doubled up. Like I said, Jace Bass, he's balling. Balling. Got 10 points off the bench. Isaiah Crawford has nine off the bench. Tapes, is Isaiah Crawford your favorite player? I think so. All those juniors, definitely, juniors definitely caught my. Juniors coming in hot. Have you have you watched I, no, Lofton I, yet? No, I need to go. I'm gonna bro. Go. Hey, he plays the low post game just like you. What? Runs out and shoots threes. No. Doesn't shoot threes, but hey. as a, as a as a college freshman, you know who he reminds me of? Who? Glenn Davis. That's a, oh, a big baby. Big yeah. baby. Yes. Now, granted, Davis expanded his game outward as he got older, but just call. initially just so Man. quick and nimble, big, wide body, uses his body for leverage more than for leaping ability. I, I love hey, watching him play. He's like you underneath. He doesn't jump, just rebound. Right, I flat jump. I just, I just well, can't not, jump. Not a great vertical. Yeah, not yeah. a great one. Yeah. They're not going to be talking about my vertical in a positive oh, oh, light. Oh, box out back here. Yeah. Oh. Taves, I don't know if you know this about me, but I had like 17 knee surgeries before I even got out of oh high school. Oh, my so. gosh. I'm sure Taves no. knows this all you ever talked no, about. No, I'm just saying there's not a lot of strength so on the, the lower ki- half. So you're the king of a butt on a thigh. Yeah, I was a king of like just trying not to have my knees dislocate. That's what I was doing. So hey, We all like right. it. Ben just goes sits on the baseline and says, Daddy's corner, and just shoots threes the whole game. Yeah, air balls. Yeah. Uh, what you doing this week? This week? Yeah. I'm going to be at work a little bit. Yeah, you're going to work the last three days I'm going to go to the camp this weekend. Dip out early on Friday. Dip out a little bit early on Friday. Same here, same here. What are you doing? Uh, You know, got to go get a haircut. 
About time. Tune up for Christmas. Yeah, I got your Christmas card. Looking a little shaggy, are you? I not gonna lie, Beck. I got a question for you. Wife been spending a little bit of money on the Christmas gifts. Woo! Woo! Ben. I ain't gonna lie. I feel the same way. Ben. Uh, Might need to start taking up some donations outside the studio for BC and Beck. I'll say this. We usually do a pretty good job of uh, communicating about it beforehand. I don't know what happened this year, man. I think we just uh, forgot to talk about it. And, boy, did she run wild. So, a lot of presents. I mean, starting to wonder if she's Santa Claus this year. Handing presents out. Tabes, just be looking out. My wife may have gotten you a present. She's bought everybody. She's a bought present. everybody a present. Okay, <laughs> I'll take a polar I, as pop. As I like to say, they I don't go to work pop. for Taves to have a Christmas I'll present. Take a polar pop. Be good with me. Taves just wants another polar pop I'm next week. Taves a hundred dollar gift card. You coming in next week for the show? Then, yeah, I'll be here. All right. Hey, we got, what is it? Christmas Eve? Hey, I won't be here. I'll be I'll be down south with the wife's family. I forgot next about that. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Twenty second. Yeah. Yep. I'll be down there till Wednesday. Wow. I know. First show of the year I'm, I'm missing. I'm so mad. I know. I totally forgot about it. Who do you it. think I should get to replace you? Is there any prospects I, I think I'm there? irreplaceable. I'll be honest with you. I ain't doing this show by myself. You're not doing it? I'm going to call up Lane. Lane's probably busy. Uh, he probably is. He probably a reading a book. Probably reading a book or jogging down the street or, yeah. uh, you know, wiping the counters. But next week... Big show plan, of course. Maybe Pete. Skip will do it with you. He might, but he'll probably be in NOLA. Getting ready for the bowl game, of course. Louisiana Tech and Georgia Southern, December 23rd, 2020. Down in the Superdome. Oh, Wednesday bowl game. In front of a sellout crowd of 3,000. What time? 2 p.m. 2? You might miss that game. No, I'm going to have to tell the wife. we got to get up and get on the road early. i got to get back for the old bowl game. I like it. I like it. I'm sad I'm missing it. Can I call in? Oh, please. I'll just call in we'll, for an hour we, and a half. We'll have to have some fantasy football I call football in for an hour talk. and a half. Yeah, we'll have to have some fantasy football talk as well. So, definitely looking forward well, to it. Well, my season's over, but we'll sure be watching closely on yours, Ben. No doubt about it. Been a fun show tonight, of course. Want to thank Coach Lunsford at Georgia Southern for joining us. Coach Skip Holtz joining us as he does a number of times throughout the year. For Beck Haynes, for John Tabor, we'll be back same time, same place next week. I'm BC. We'll see you.